Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877 When I see uh, Joe Biden has announced a cancer moonshot on the 60th anniversary of JFK's moonshot speech. Cancer moonshot. Both my parents died of cancer. I know a lot of you know people who've passed from cancer, or you may actually have cancer. It's a horrendous disease. The problem is it's got a thousand personalities. It's like a centipede. There's different kinds of cancers and so forth and so on. So I would just say this. The cancer moonshot, I suspect under Joe Biden, is just another speech. I don't think it'll go any better than the virus moonshot where he completely bungled, completely bungled COVID-19. I don't think it'll go any better than the way he and his party run our classrooms in this country, which is disastrous. What's happening to our kids? They're not getting educated. The blaze, recent tests indicate the pandemic school closures sought by teachers unions have horribly impacted kids. It's impacted them psychologically, it's impacted them socially, and it's impacted them in terms of gaining knowledge. Correlations were observed between closures and the significant spike in mental illness, suicide, obesity, and diminished immune systems. In Washington, data released regarding standardized test scores indicate a significant drop in proficiency rates 
between 2019 and 2022, reported by WTOP. More. 10% decrease in math proficiency between 2019 and 2022 for at-risk students. A 6% decrease in English language arts proficiency for at-risk students. That proficiency in math dropped across all grade levels. That black and Hispanic students saw the largest drop in proficiency on English language arts tests. Over 2,200 students were proficient in English language arts in 2019, were no longer proficient this year in a test that was done. Over 3,700 students were proficient in math in 2019, but they were no longer proficient in 2022. This is in Washington, D.C. The deputy mayor for education said these results are very sobering and underscore the urgency with which we've been working for the past two years. But it's not limited to Washington. The Associated Press reports math and reading scores for American nine-year-olds fell precipitously during the first two years of the pandemic. Reading scores saw their largest decrease in 30 years. Math scores underwent the first decrease in the history of such trends. The average nine-year-old's math score dropped by seven percentage points between 2020 and 2022. The average reading score dropped by five points. According to Daniel McGrath, Associate Acting Commissioner of the NCES Testing Service, these are some of the largest declines we've observed in a single assessment cycle in half a century. All regions in the Northeast and Midwest fared worse than schools in South and West. The decline in academic ability was universal. Meanwhile, Randy Weingarten of the AFT, the president, she insisted on shutdowns. She prolonged the shutdowns. She worked with the CDC that perverted the science to accommodate the teachers' unions because they are a huge, huge political force with massive resources on behalf of the Democrat Party and especially Biden, which is why they want to push parents out of the classroom. Foundation for uh, Economic Education, Kerry McDonald noted that even when ordered back to work, now unions have compelled their members to refuse. And so all over the country now, beginning of the school year, as school starts, we have clusters of teachers' unions threatening to strike if they don't get massive pay increases. Threatening to strike. Whomever it was that gave teachers the right to unionize public officials, public uh, service individuals, did a grave disservice to the students of America in this country with this shakedown operation where the vast majority of all the political money, over 90 cents on the dollar, goes to the Democrats. It is a self-fulfilling operation. And then they raise your taxes and you pour it into the system. Merit is thrown out the door. How dare you? Tradition is thrown out the door. It's all thrown out the door. Now, Joe Biden hasn't done a thing to help any of this because these are his political 
if you will, militia in many ways. They pay for them. They bought and paid for them. Like the mob. Biden and the Democrat Party operate like the mob. And so now he's telling you a cancer moonshot. Ladies and gentlemen, they just passed a bill where they're spending $350 billion on so-called climate change. That is to destroy our energy independence. Tens of billions of dollars are being sent to left-wing groups to work against you in every respect. In every respect. Hundreds of billions of dollars have been wasted in COVID spending and school spending and other forms of spending. Hundreds of billions of dollars. And the same administration is going to have a cancer moonshot. The people who are going to figure out how to deal with cancer are always the same people. They're not politicians and they're not bureaucrats. They're people who work quietly, who don't make a fortune, tend to wear white jackets, and they're working in laboratories. But Joe Biden has taken steps to ensure that solutions to cancer are going to be much more difficult to develop or heart disease or diabetes or anything else for that matter. Now, what did he do? Come 2026, there's going to be price controls on drugs. Price controls on drugs. Who do you think develops the new medicines? for cancer and all these other illnesses. Drug companies, who you're supposed to hate, just like you're supposed to hate oil companies. In any other company, only the government. Only the government has good intentions. So by putting price controls on these drug companies, large, small, medium-sized companies, he has killed research and development funding. He has killed capital investment and so these new drugs that are already in the works yes they'll come out one day but after that not many that's why you don't see many new drugs coming out of Europe or so many other parts of the world because they have universal health care insurance that doesn't improve medicine it's the distribution of dollars That's what insurance is. It's the distribution of dollars. But if you impose controls like they're doing on our American pharmaceutical companies, then you're not going to get new new medicines other than what's already in the pipeline for cancer, for heart disease, for diabetes, or anything else you can think of. It's not going to happen. So he starts yelling at the top of his lungs after he shuffles to a microphone and speaks gibberish after he attacks Americans who don't agree with him. There will not be any great triggering of new investment or anything of the sort when it comes to cancer, thanks to Joe Biden, among others. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not. 
about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Jets-Ravens game, the beginning of the game. The NYPD officer, Brianna Fernandez, fantastic voice. That's America. Those fans represent America. 9-11 for me has become a time to remind us who we are. To love our country. Every one of those heroes that day, police officers and firefighters among them, they did what they did because they loved their fellow man and they loved their country. It was their duty. And they died for it. Some would die later from all kinds of diseases. Some even today are suffering. But the very media that say, why can't we respond as a nation the way we responded on 9-11? And my answer is because of you, the media. What you've done to this country. How you've taken sides. How you lie to the American people. How you tear down our heritage. 
destroy our inheritance. How you blasphemy our history. How you trash our police officers. That's right, the first responders. How you attack our traditions and our institutions and our values and our beliefs. You, the media, you've done this to us. There would be no AOC except for you. Except for you. There would have been no January 6th except for your constant drumbeat against Trump and his supporters day in and day out, year after year. You did this. Your corporate masters did this for a profit, for ratings, for politics. I believe in a free media, a free press. That's in the Constitution. Finding how those white slave owners put it in the Bill of Rights right there in the First Amendment. But funny how it's under attack viciously by those who camouflage themselves in the First Amendment and use their platforms to trash America and bring on people who trash America. Radical professors, crackpot columnists, give them positions as hosts. Hosts. You did this. And you keep doing it. The January 6th committee. Merrick Garland and his his war on Trump, his war on parents, his refusal to protect Supreme Court justices, his refusal to protect our borders, his war on local police departments. You, the media, you've done this to us. This country hadn't changed since 9-11. Police officers hadn't changed. Firefighters, emergency personnel. The American people hadn't changed. Look what you've done to us. I'll be right back. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. 
Mitch McConnell and Carl Rove are spending a fortune in each state trying to destroy the more conservative candidate. And in every instance, it's the candidate that Donald Trump has been endorsing, or certainly 90% of the time. Maybe not 100. And they're doing it now in New Hampshire, so they bloody, <coughs> they bloody these people up, and now they're trying to destroy this general, this retired general, because they say he can't win. They're the same people who said Reagan couldn't win. They're the same people who said Trump couldn't win. I've been involved in this a long, long time, and I, I would tell you that Congress is full of people who were told they couldn't win. Newt Gingrich was another one they said couldn't win. I remember when Gordon Humphrey, senator, terrific guy out of New Hampshire, won. And I go down the list. Jeremiah Denton out of Alabama, names you don't even remember. But I resent McConnell doing this. I resent Rove doing this. Then you have this idiot, Chris Sununu, who looks like some kind of frat boy. What's he, the third or fourth Sununu elected in New Hampshire? The Sununu-Nunus. Anyway, that for another day. The press in Washington and in New York and probably L.A., they are desperate to keep conservatives out of the Senate because, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to put an end to what's going on in this country. We've got to put an end to it. And they know the rhinos will not. I want to read something to you, again, from The Blaze. And this came out yesterday on 9-11 by Chris Pandolfo. Report, 9-11 mastermind could escape death penalty with plea deal. I said, what? What? The United States government is reportedly negotiating plea deals that could take the death penalty off the table. For the five defendants charged with planning and executing the 9-11 terrorist attacks, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the self-proclaimed mastermind behind the 9-11 attacks, and four other Gitmo detainees, including Ramsey Benalship, Mustafa Ahmed Al-Hawasi, and Yabba-Dabba-Doo and another Yabba-Dabba-Doo. They were charged in 2008 with the murder of nearly 3,000 people. Terrorism, providing material support to terrorism and plane jacking and various other crimes related to the terror attacks. Prosecutors sought the death penalty for each of the five men, but they have evaded justice for their crimes for decades as their cases have progressed through the military commission system. The cases have been delayed by the defense's request for CIA evidence related to enhanced interrogation techniques, as well as COVID-19 pandemic. Now is the 21st anniversary of the 9-11 attack. CBS News correspondent Catherine Herridge, formerly of Fox, reported Sunday on 9-11 that military prosecutors and defense attorneys for the five Gitmo detainees are negotiating plea deals that could remove the death penalty and keep the military base in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, open indefinitely. A spokesperson for the military trials confirmed 
that the parties are currently engaged in preliminary plea negotiations, according to CBS. All five defendants and the government are all engaged in good faith negotiations with the idea of bringing this trial, which has become a forever trial to an end, said James Connell, a defense attorney for one of the uh, mass murders. So the answer is to take the death penalty off the table. Now, this is a serious problem for many reasons. Number one, it's utterly immoral. This was a mass murder. Mass murder. It's unbelievable to me that this is even in discussion. Number two, you want to fix something? Fix the process that takes decades to kill mass murders. I don't know what the hell is going on with the military now. These military tribunals. You know, World War II, Franklin Roosevelt, and the Democrats love FDR. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, they love him. He's their god. When you had Nazis that came to the United States... And we're caught in New Jersey. Several of those Nazis were executed. Not summarily, but almost summarily. They came into the United States. They were spies. They got off some of these subs. They were caught, my recollection now, was in New Jersey. Went all the way to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court wouldn't protect them. FDR told his attorney general, I want at least some of them executed. And executed they were. This all happened in less than three or four months. Something to that effect. Now they didn't do what these terrorists did. And I'm just concerned, ladies and gentlemen, we have enemies that are willing to die And we don't even have the capacity anymore to do justice for the almost 3,000 people who were murdered in cold blood, fellow citizens, or not. We leave it to our ruling class to get these things done, and they don't. They're busy rounding up people on trespassing and parading charges. From January 6th. This. They're negotiating a plea deal. And look at our focus. Our focus on these. All these other things. Going after an ex-president. Going after these trespassers. Taking out conservatives and MAGA candidates. With. With money raised by special interests. By. The usual Washington hacks. The children in our classrooms now are regressing. They're being taught ideology instead of hard sciences and facts. The country's dying. The country's being killed from within. Or when it gets worse. 
it gets worse. This Pramila Jayapal, and I've talked about this before, I believe she's second generation. She represents Seattle. One of the worst websites in America, though, got it right. So when they get it right, I try to give them some attention, not always negative. That's media. Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, she's the head of the progressive wing of the Democrat Party, a.k.a. the Trotskyites, scrubbed a memorial tweet for 9-11, which included the terrorist hijackers among the people who were killed in the attack 21 years ago. Jayapal marked the anniversary of the attack in a now-deleted tweet where she said, quote, Today we remember the 2,996 people who were killed on 9-11 and all those who lost their lives while serving our country in the forever wars that followed. Interestingly, this is not the first time Jayapal's account posted this. It was cloned from an identical tweet she sent out last year. Jayapal has yet to publicly explain why her tweet from this year was deleted, though it may have something to do with the fact that her mention of the 2,996 people dead combines the 2,977 victims with the 19 al-Qaeda terrorists who carried out the attack. Conservative political observers voiced their disapproval conservative political observers not all Americans not all Americans can you believe this woman is in the House of Representatives she's in the House of Representatives she's mourning the 19 mass murder Islamo Nazis who attacked our country And I said something else Friday that has echoed throughout the conservative mindset. After 9-11, 9-11, with all these murders and the mayhem and everything that took place, what was the great concern from the Justice Department, the FBI, the Bush presidency, among the great concerns? Was that not all Muslims be viewed from the perspective of 9-11. Fair enough. And I pointed this out Friday. Friday. And yet, everyone on January 6th is considered a violent insurrectionist, including the former president. So the same people who come to the immediate defense on 9-11 of all Muslims, fine, are the same people in most cases who are smearing everybody who appeared on January 6th and even beyond. Everybody who supports or supported Donald Trump as semi-fascists from the completely illiterate mind-numb buffoon in the Oval Office. Mark Warner is one of them on Deface the Nation. Now remember, we've played the montage. It went on for 10 minutes or so. 
of the Democrat Party deniers of the 2000 election, the 2004 election, and the 2016 election. Since then, the RNC has found more. It's now over 12 minutes. And they were not just Democrats in Congress. They were Democrats in the media. One after another, after another, after another. Nobody spoke about election deniers, and they went from there with their coup attempts and their impeachments and all the rest of it to try and denude the Trump presidency. And they're still at it. But here's Mark Warner on Face the Nation. Cut to go. And our country came together. And in many ways, um, we defeated the terrorists because of the resilience of the American public, because of our intelligence community. And we are safer, better prepared. Um, no, we're not. The border's wide open. What's with his talking, by the way? The border's wide open. We're not safer today because of schmucks like you. Go ahead. Our 20 years later, and the attack on the symbol of our democracy was not coming from terrorists, but it came from literally insurgents attacking the Capitol on January 6th. So, so there you go. I, so there's the, the, the comparison between 9-11 and the insurgents who attacked the Capitol building. And not the insurgents, by the way, who attacked the White House. No. Not the insurgents who attacked the the judicial building, the federal judicial building, night after night for over two months in Portland. No, 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 no. Not the insurgents who attack police precincts. Not those insurgents. No, the trespassers and the paraders. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Blake Masters, who's running for the Senate in Arizona, will be on the program in the last hour, and let me explain. I'm not taking any prisoners. We must defeat these bastards. We must defeat them. We're behind in Arizona. We're behind in Wisconsin. We're high, behind in Pennsylvania. We can't win like this. So we all may have little disagreements here and there. But we're going to have to put them aside right now. And then sort things out after the election. Because we have a common enemy. That's right, I said it. Not adversary. A common enemy. It's the real fascists and the real Marxists. That's right. Quote me. I don't see how you can be a fascist or Marxist if you support the Constitution and capitalism, but let's put that aside. 
We need to win every damn election, ladies and gentlemen, every single one of them, despite McConnell, despite what Rose doing, despite the rhinos. Not because we're Republican Party cheerleaders and flag wavers, no. Because that's all we've got right now. That's it. That's it. We cannot let these bastards win. Because they're out to destroy your life. Where am I, Mr. Producer? Oh, yes. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our friend Deborah Burlingame has called in. Deborah, I know you want to talk about this negotiation, but what about this theme from the Democrats and the media all day Sunday about comparing Republicans and Trump supporters and conservatives to the terrorism on 9-11? Have we lost our minds? We have lost our minds. Um, and by the way, it's, it's not only a poisonous and false comparison. They know it is. It is it's, it's a smear. And, they, and the whole January 6th uh, supposedly committee and all that, that's a, that's a major brushback to intimidate uh, Republicans and conservatives, or basically your normal Americans who see things the way the, way the world really is from, uh, from participating in the political process. That's really what this is about. And um, it's deeply offensive. It's more than offensive. It, it is it is the greatest threat to democracy uh, that w- that's facing us right now. Um, basically, trying to take out half of the country from participating in the political process. That is so true. Now, what do you make of these negotiations? For crying out loud! Well, what I think is happening is they they simply. Uh, they want to end this. They want to. They want to take it off the table. They've wanted that from the, from day one, but it's something that is, um, it, I think, characteristic of what the Democrat Party has become, and at least our Democrat leaders. They love giving clemency um, as sort of a pen to the left. They did it with the the Weather Underground people. They they did it with um, the FALN, which um, engaged in something like 146 bombings. Um, killing Americans, um, cops, they blinded uh, bomb squad cops. They, 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 they pulled up all these things. They, they were all given clemency um, by the Clinton administration. Um, the, you know, even, the, even Carter let off the, um, the Puerto Rican nationalists who opened fire on the Senate, uh, you know, shooting five senators. One guy got shot in the chest. He gave them clemency. They, they've been sentenced to 75 years. 
So I, I just think this is, um, it, it, it's weakening our country. But when it comes to 9-11, that is beyond the pale, Mark. We, ha- we lost 3,000 people. We, we sent our men, young men and women, to war. 7,000 people have died in the war on terror. Our, th- that's military. Tens of thousands have been um, uh, maimed, uh, lost limbs, uh, undergone unbelievable hardships. Uh, from their wounds uh, we 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 can't treat that as a nothing and um i but my greatest fear about this mark even if you could make a rational argument for a plea deal here um with war criminals which i don't think you can i my greatest fear is that some future president is going to give them clemency or is going to cl- uh, trade them as barack obama did he traded five high-ranking Taliban um, leaders for Bo Bergdahl, an army deserter who wanted to go and join the Taliban. Um, three of those Taliban leaders are now in uh, leaders. They are members of the um, Afghan cabinet in the uh, Islamic Republic of Afghanistan. This can't happen. Uh, this, this, but, this, but Debbie, um, when, you look, when you look across the board here now, the way he surrendered in Afghanistan, the way he is going to arm eventually the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran with nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. When you look at the way this man conducts himself, he seems to hate Republicans more than he hates terrorists, more than he hates genocidal maniacs. Uh, what is it, just easier to attack Republicans than it is to actually stand up and be a real leader? Well, I think so. I mean, I, I, I think that we're, our country is now at a, at a terrible place where one party views the other party as a, as a poisonous, um, traitorous um, body of people who are, are, are a threat to the country. And um, I think what's interesting is if you read Saul Alinsky, basically they, his, his – um, recommendation has always been to accuse the other people, your enemy of what you're actually doing. And I think that's, that's what we have here. But I, I, I would urge my fellow Americans, if you remember nine 11, if you remember the images of, of nine 11, the incredible uh, uh, loss of life, the incredible destruction, the, the cost to the country, the heartbreak, the idea that the Biden administration would offer these men who, by the way, a, a, a plea deal, who, by the way, in 2008, they called themselves the 9-11 Shura Council. They elevated themselves, calling themselves the Shura Council, and they said they wanted to plead guilty and be put to death. They have embraced their guilt. They have embraced what they did already. They filed the legal papers to, to do so. And now you had their, their defense attorneys for all human rights lawyers, um, saying that they're too um, damaged um, to uh, undergo a trial. No, they did it. And by the way, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed also confessed to the killing of Daniel Pearl. Right. Where are Daniel Pearl's colleagues in the press standing up for, for, for him? And so in World War II, remind us what happened there. Well, in the Curran case, in Ray Curran, 
It never went to a trial. It was all done in secret. These were Nazi spies who uh, washed up on the shore of, of uh, New York beaches. Um, a, an astute, um, astute civil servant um, who was watching the beach saw this and reported it. They were captured. Um, and uh, they were basically put on trial. It was a secret trial. It was all done in secret because we were at war, Mark. That was in a time when the American government, the American public, was serious about war. The American and press. So, yes. And so it was kept quiet. It was all done uh, secretly because we didn't want... There were two more of these spies who had uh, infiltrated the country, and they were believed to be in the Midwest, Chicago. They didn't want the, those spies to know that their compatriots had been captured. So it was all done quietly. It was um, it, it went all the way up to the Supreme Court to, for permission to execute the su- summary execution. And the Supreme Court, it happened in three months. They were caught. The, the appeals, the expedited appeal of the Supreme Court happened. They were executed all in three months. And by the way, their Confederates were caught. That was a time when our country knew what the term enemy means. And that was a time when we lived in a world where you had clarity, absolute moral clarity, clarity about who was the enemy and what our obligations are to our fellow Americans, to our countrymen. No one ever cites the Kieran decision, but it's never been challenged. In fact, it's been it's been it's taught um, in law schools as an example of executive of action, which is appropriate in wartime. It's actually in my book, Men in Black. That's how important I thought it was. But nonetheless, you're quite right. But there's something about the Democrat Party today and this president today where they, they're unmoored. They're absolutely yeah. unmoored. And you watch Kamala Harris. She is a blank slate. She, yeah. I mean, they have no compassion for people like you or the people who've died. They really have no connection that I can see. I watched some of this on Sunday. It was appalling. Well, I have to say, I saw Vice President Harris. I saw leaders of the party in New York. I saw uh, President Biden standing just a few yards away from where my brother's jet was plowed into the Pentagon, a place that he worked as a reservist, where my father worked as a career military men. I saw him stand there. And yet, and these are the same people who dismiss 9-11 as an inconvenience. And they, I think what they do, which is the most poisonous of all, they actually advocate for our enemies when it comes to, when it comes to the people who are trying to destroy this country, foreign adversaries. Um, they advocate for them. And it's not just a possible plea deal, it's Iran, it's China, it's Russia. Um, I, I, I really have lost complete faith in the political class. Um, and, I, and I would add, I've lost faith in the Republican Party because I feel that they, they are not vigorously going after the interests of our nation. It's 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 too um, 
election year to election year. Um, we had a uh, under President Trump, we had a man in the in the Oval Office and we had the majority in both houses of Congress and they didn't do what they promised they would do. And I would ask why? Why? And so it, it makes perfect sense to me that you would see thousands of people show up on the lawn in front of the Capitol, not to take down our country, but to protect it um, from what they view as um, moral as Marxists. Yes. yes. That's what they are. We need to call them what they are. These are Marxists. Yes, they may not so- think they are. They may they may get technical in terms of Marxism. That's why I call it American Marxism. That's what it is. What the hell else are they promoting? They even Mark, sound like it. Yeah. They, Mark, look what's happening to, to the Department of Defense. They can't even, their recruiting is, is, is in desperate straits. They are down 40% of their recruiting goals for the, for the Army and every other service. It's, it's likewise. I know of, of men and women who are graduates of our service academies who are telling their children, do not apply. Mm-hmm. Do not, do not go to, do not go to work and enlist in this DOD. And why are they saying that? Because they know that they are, in essence, fodder for things that have nothing to do with protecting this country and winning wars. They are mm-hmm. being schooled on pronouns and um, LGBTQ flags. And um, that's not who we are about. I've talked to Medal of Honor recipients, Mark, who are worried for their And country. you're involved in that whole community. I am. I'm on the board of the Medal of Honor Museum that's being built in Texas. I, I've, I've, I've come to know some of them. And they are, these are people who love the mission of the military. They're worried. They're very, very worried. And um, the, the American people need to wake up. And I, and I say this as someone who was for most of my life a registered Democrat. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm appealing to people to stop looking at um, categories of, of um, red or blue. Look at the words of, of someone who is a Democrat hero. Uh, in his inaugural speech, JFK, pay any price, bear any burden, but you meet know any hardship, support but, but any I, But I have to tell you, I have to tell you, that's a Democrat party that's long gone. It's long gone, and I have a little bit of a different view. I think the Democrat party is the political institution now in which the most radical elements of our country have a voice and have power. You look at these Marxist professors, you look at AOC, you look at the most rabid reprobates in our country. They're they're all Democrats. And the Democrat Party today is not what it was in JFK. They want to obliterate the independence of the Supreme Court by packing it with like-minded individuals. That's Stalinism. They won't secure the border so any nut job can walk across that border despite 9-11, despite what we know. But they don't care. Uh, and so it's really the same thing as these parties outside the United States. It's all about the party. It's all about the party's power to control the country. The Democrat Party is a very, very different animal than when I was a kid and you were a kid. I'm, I'm being quite serious about this. And I really think that many, many, many of its elements hate this country, hate this country. 
and they have a big enough tent where they're more than welcome to be within the Democrat Party. I think that's true, but I think there are still a number of Americans, I, I agree with everything you just said, who are not paying attention and they still embrace the the ideals of old-fashioned liberalism, mm-hmm. the, the, the idea of democracy, the idea of free speech, the idea of equality. Equality, not equality of outcome, equality of opportunity. I mean, even Kamala Harris likes to tell a fake story about her mom taking her to, you know, hear uh, Martin Luther King speak. They're still pretending. Um, they're still giving lip service to that. And that tells me they know that there is a large number of Americans for whom that matters. And they're lying about it. It's a bait and switch. I'm going to have to go. But what she tells me, Kamala Harris, is you can be vapid. You can be an individual, with, seriously, without a significant or serious resume. You can be an individual who has demonstrated that you're not competent in anything and wind up as vice president of the United States. Deb Burlingame, I want to thank you very, very much for your voice of reason and patriotism, and God bless you, my friend. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for everything you do. You too. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's an Another something else Pure Talk is going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this. Just go to puretalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And check out and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. You know, I talked a little bit last week about slavery. Because some of the dunces on The View felt that the British crown should be paying reparations. Barons, 50 million people stuck in modern slavery. This is dated today by Nina Larson. 50 million people around the world are trapped in forced labor, forced marriage, the UN said, warning that their ranks had swelled dramatically in recent years. And the UN had set a goal to eradicate all forms of modern slavery by 2030, but the number of people caught up in forced labor or forced marriage ballooned by 10 million between 2016 and 2021. The study by the UN's Agency for Labor and Migration, along with the Walk Free Foundation, found that at the end of last year, 28 million people were forced in labor and 22 million living in a marriage they've been forced into. That means nearly one of 
out of every 150 people in the world are caught up in modern forms of slavery. Now, isn't it interesting, ladies and gentlemen, that they don't discuss this on The View? Isn't it interesting that this isn't discussed on the Constipated News Network or MSLSD? Is that not interesting? I got it from Barron's, the AFP News. They picked it up, in other words, from the French press agency. I don't know, was it on the front page of the New York Times? Or did they cover that up too? They can talk about America, America, America all they want when they try to destroy and degrade this country. We've got country after country after country today in the world, in the third world, as well as China and Russia, who are enslaving people, not us. I'll be right back. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's a another something else pure talk is going to give you this month when you switch to pure talk you pay for month one and pure talk will give you month two for free so do this just go to puretalk.com choose your plan then enter promo code levin podcast that's l-e-v-i-n podcast and check out and get your second month free go to puretalk.com enter promo code levin podcast to switch to my company pure talk this is liberty's 911 Hotline, The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Karen Bass was a Marxist. I would argue she still is. She's running for mayor of L.A. Um, she was a big activist and supporter for the Castro regime in years past. Isn't it amazing, these people? It's just amazing. But the big tent, the Democrats, you know, the... You know, I've been using this phrase from time to time, kamikaze Democrats. I think I need to breathe more life into that. I ought to trademark these things, given what goes on around here. But two firearms were stolen during a burglary at the home of Representative Karen Bass Friday evening. The L.A. mayoral candidate said in a statement released on Sunday. Bass said she came home Friday to find signs of a break-in and called police. The thief stole firearms that had been safely and securely stored, she said, but left behind cash, electronics, and other valuables, she said. It's unnerving, and unfortunately, it's something that for too many Angelinos we've faced, uh, who, who live, she lives in the Baldwin Vista neighborhood of L.A. Bass Communications Director Sarah Leonard Sheehan confirmed at the Times the guns belonged to the Congresswoman and said they were secured in a Brinks in a Brinks locked box. They were legally registered handguns, and Bass has never sought a permit to carry a gun. In a news release Saturday, the L.A. Police Department asked for the public's assistance in identifying the burglary suspect, and the police describe him as Hispanic, standing 5 feet 9 inches tall, weighing 200 pounds. Looks like a fat slob. Isn't this a weird story? 
some fat slob breaks into the house. He gets into the Brinks safe. She has all kinds of valuables there, and he only takes the two guns. Does that make sense to anybody? Doesn't make any sense to me. I I smell something here. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm looking at the bottom of my sneaker, and it's there. Something's not right. Something is not right. Somebody broke into her house, broke into the Brinks lock box, stole the two registered guns, and left everything else, and then left her house. I gotta figure this out. I'm not sure what to make of this, but at face value, it's it's nonsensical. I'm sure our friends at Mediaite and Media Matters will figure it out, or maybe Sarah Rump, Phil Bump, Maggie Haberman. Oh, Maggie! Maggie has a new book coming out. Maggie's always full of crap. She gets awards for being full of crap and often wrong. What's it like to have a quote-unquote profession where you basically deal in gossip and leaks? Really, it's kind of sleazy, don't you think? Mag, what do you think? What do you think of this, Mag? Are you going to look into this Karen Bass story? It doesn't make sense. But more importantly, Mr. Producer, what does Chris Christie think? Everybody's sitting on the edge of their chair, except Chris Christie, because for him there can be no edge of a chair. But everybody's sitting on the edge of the chair wondering what Chris Christie thinks. What do you think, Chris? Double C, more like triple E if you get my drift. Or what does George Stephanopoulos think about? No, no, it's not Trump. Think about this. When it comes to the law, Chris Christie is a moron. Former president doesn't have executive privilege. That may or may not be true, but he didn't cite a single case that supports his position. You know why, folks? Because the Justice Department never goes to the brink like this. Chris could have sounded intelligent, you know, been a little bit more thoughtful in what he said. But no, you know, Chris is a uh, fat man in a china shop. May I say that, Mr. Producer? Not a bull. And I only remember that because remember it. The whole state of New Jersey was pretty much shut down, and there he was, the Cape May Orca and the family on the beach. Remember that? I remember the whale hunters in the ocean. They were, they were like, why, why, why? We spotted a big whale. It's the governor. He was beached. No offense. What happened Sunday, of course, is what's happened before. They're trying to change 9-11 into January 6th, just like they're trying to change 1776 into 1619. The Democrat Party. That's what they're doing. It's really quite amazing. So I don't know about this. I've got a lot to do. That's why I'm no hit and run. We're just moving in. It's my friend Marvin on the Gem Channel. We're moving and grooving, baby. Did you see what the Ukrainians are doing? Now, you putinoids with your hemorrhoids must be bloody angry right now. Because the Ukrainians are counterattacking. And Putin is having to rely on equipment from North Korea and Iran now. North Korea and Iran. 
This is good news. Isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? The Ukrainians, apparently some of the Putinoids with their hemorrhoids in this country, thought the Ukrainians should just surrender. We give up. Take our country. Take our women. Take our children. Go ahead. Kill us. Abuse us. No, actually, they don't conduct themselves that way. You know, here's people who want to be free. Here's people who are fighting for themselves. There's no foreign warriors in, or if there are very few in Ukraine, unlike the Russian military, that's Syrians, can you send some, send us from this group, send us that? No. The Ukrainians want to rule the Ukrainians. And they're fighting like hell. But we've given them our equipment. Yeah, well, we gave them to the Afghans, too. What good did that do? And we've given them to others, too. These people are fighting. They're using our arms to try and kill their enemies. All Russia has to do is leave. That's it. Leave. But they're not going to. So Ukraine is on a counteroffensive. They cut off supply lines to the east, which the Russians were using to conquer and then occupy that area now apparently they're they're withdrawing and not just withdrawing but they're running and Zelensky in my view the Churchill of our time despite what the Putinoids and their hemorrhoids say Zelensky hasn't cut and run he stays right there he said we're now seeing the best sides of the Russians their backs that's a leader who talks it's a leader Meanwhile, Putin's very busy. Let's see here. What is he doing, Mr. Producer? Oh, yes, he's assassinating more people. You don't want to be an oligarch in his inner circle. This is from the U.S. Sun. Another Putin crony dies in mystery plunge after falling from a boat. In the seventh suspicious Kremlin death in months, writes Will Stewart and Katie Davis. These are real reporters. Therefore, they could never work for the New York Slimes or the Washington Compost. One of Vladimir Putin's cronies has died after he mysteriously fell overboard from a boat. It's the seventh suspicious death within the Kremlin's inner circle in just a matter of months. Now, this is what Stalin did. He started to blow out his inner circle, blew out the Politburo. It's what Mao did, too, because these are his greatest threats. uh, Ivan Pechorin. Putin's point man for developing Russia's vast Arctic resources, fell off the side of a boat in waters closely to Rusky Island, reports Russian paper Kamaskalaska Bravda. His body was found after a search lasting more than a day. The 39-year-old had recently attended a major conference hosted by the Kremlin warmonger Vladivostok. He's dead too, by the way. It comes just weeks after Ravio Maganov, Chairman of the Russian oil giant Luke Oil, a firm openly criticized Putin's invasion of Ukraine, reportedly died after plunging from a hospital window. High Flyer Pucharin was managing director of Putin's Far East and Arctic Development Corporation. Corporation issued a statement about his tragic death while giving few details. Now, development of the Arctic, a rich source of oil and gas for Russia, is seen as essential in sanctions and unprecedented economic problems facing Putin, especially now due to his war in Ukraine. And Pechorin had responsibility also for the air industry across the vast east of Russia. He recently addressed the Eastern Economic Forum led by Putin. 
Patron is the latest in a series of unexplained deaths among Russian power brokers from just before the, and during the war, in other words, in the last few months. In February, the corporation CEO Igor Nosov, 43, died suddenly from a stroke. There was also an article linked to the death of Vyev, I can't repeat, you know, Zanjiva, 55, emergencies minister and former Putin bodyguard. A year ago, he perished in a mystery fall at a waterfall in the Russian Arctic. Anyone say pushed? He was being groomed by Putin as his possible successor, some experts say, and there have been claims from a friend that he was murdered. Meanwhile, one report said the chairman of Luke Oil, Russia's second largest oil company, was beaten before he was thrown out of a window. However, this is not confirmed officially. Putin arrived at the elite central clinic hospital very soon after Magandai's body was found to pay his last respects to final Soviet leader Gorbachev. It's hard to keep track, isn't it? Let's continue. In July, Yuri Voronov, 61, head of the transport and logistics company for a Gazprom link company, was found dead in his swimming pool with a leading friend was a top criminologist warning of foul play. Two more deaths at the Gazprom-linked executives were reported in elite homes near St. Petersburg amid suspicions that apparent suicides may have been murders. Alexander Chulakov, 61, a senior Gazprom financial and security official at deputy general director level, was discovered by his lover the day after war started in Ukraine in February. His neck was in a noose. Yet reports say he had been badly beaten shortly before he took his own life, leading to speculation he was under intense pressure. In the same elite, Leninsky-gated housing development in Leningrad region three weeks earlier, Leonid Shulman, 60, head of transport at Gazprom Invest, was found dead with multiple stab wounds in a pool of blood on his bathroom floor. Billionaire Alexander Subotin, 43, also linked to Kremlin-friendly energy giant Luke Oil, where he was a top manager, was found dead in May after, quote, taking advice from shamans. One theory is that he, he also owned a shipping company and was poisoned by toad venom, triggering a heart attack. In April, wealthy Vladislav Ayava, 51, a former Kremlin official, appeared to have taken his own life after killing his wife, Yelena, 47, and daughter, 13. He had high-level links to leading Russian financial institution, Gazprom Bank. Franks have disputed reports that he was jealous after his wife admitted she was pregnant by their driver. There are claims he had access to the financial secrets of the Kremlin elite. Several days later, multimillionaire Sergei Protasnya, 55, was found hanged in Spain. He was a former deputy chairman of Novatech, a company also closely linked to the Kremlin. Unbelievable, isn't it, Mr. Producer? His wife, Natalia, and daughter Maria had been hacked to death in their beds with an axe in Spain, according to reports. It suggested this may have been an assassination made to appear as a murder-suicide. Last week, a mobile phone multimillionaire and his wife were found stabbed to death in another case that has raised questions. Yevgeny uh, Plalant, 47, and his wife Olga, both Ukrainian-born, were found with multiple knife wounds by their daughter. Wow. I'm sure the Putinoids with their hemorrhoids are all over this. They're going to report this. They're going to show the photos. They're going to do all this stuff, aren't they? No, I don't think so. I'll be right back. (laughs) 
In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's a another something else pure talk is going to give you this month when you switch to pure talk you pay for month one and pure talk will give you month two for free so do this just go to puretalk.com choose your plan then enter promo code levin podcast that's l-e-v-i-n podcast and check out and get your second month free go to puretalk.com enter promo code levin podcast to switch to my company pure talk What is the purpose of the American media, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, I don't mean the historic purpose or the theoretical purpose. What is the purpose of the modern-day American media? Is it to bring you news? No, it's not. They've said it's not. They said they have to take sides over and over. Many, many have, uh, have said so. So what's their purpose? And what I'm saying is they're destroying America. They've taken a side. They come out of one party. They promote their ideological agenda. And the corporatists that own these companies obviously agree with them. Comcast, AT&T, whatever. They obviously agree with them. Oh my goodness, we got so much here. Hillary Clinton, you notice she's everywhere now. You notice, you notice how the media create people, build up people, destroy people? So my question before the sponsor was, what is the purpose of the modern-day media? It's not to inform you. It's not to be as objective or impartial as possible. As I say, they have denounced this on their own, have rejected it. So whose side are they on? They're on the side of the Democrat Party. And whose side are they on? Their own side. All these things Biden does, all these things Biden says, all these things the Congress does, they are not intended to help the country. They are intended to strengthen themselves, empower their party, empower their base. Hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars taken from you and given to them. Taken from you and given to them. A lot more when we return, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read The War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, 
or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381. Anyway, uh, so the court has asked the Department of Justice and President Trump's lawyers to suggest a couple of possible um, special masters. And according to the Daily Caller here, Gabe Kaminsky, President Joe Biden's Justice Department is proposing that a federal judge appoint a Democratic donor and former judge to serve as special master in the Trump Mar-a-Lago investigation. This is how unserious and Stalinistic this Department of Justice and the FBI are. The DOJ recommended in a Friday filing the U.S. District Judge for the Southern District of Florida appoint Barbara Jones as special master and appoint to oversees litigation and makes court recommendations. Jones, a retired judge in the Southern District of New York, has donated thousands of dollars to Democratic causes records show. Jones has contributed over $5,000 to candidates as well as the Democratic National Committee since 2019, according to FEC filings. She most recently gave $2,900 to former New York congressional candidate Liz Holtzman, a complete kook of longstanding. Complete kook of longstanding. So this, among others, is who the Department of Justice comes up with. Jones was also notably tapped by former Democratic New York Governor Andrew Cuomo to probe sexual harassment claims against him, And the move came in February 2021 upon a second former aide accusing the governor of harassment, at which point Cuomo counsel Beth Garvey announced Jones would lead an independent review. The DOJ also proposed the court possibly appoint Thomas Griffin special master. He's a former judge appointed by President George W. Bush, was tapped by Biden in 2021 to be on his newly made U.S. Supreme Court Presidential Commission, which makes proposals to the court on how it should operate. Uh, What they're not saying here, the New York Post, about this guy Griffin, is he's a Trump hater. He participated in putting out this, this book with Ben Ginsburg and other rhinos about uh, how the election was just swimming, swimming. So the two proposed by the Department of Justice are simply unacceptable. Then we got this guy, Ty Cobb, not the baseball player, but the goofball, the guy with the big uh, handlebar mustache. He stands about three, in- uh, three feet, three inches tall, and he's about eight inches, uh, excuse me, eight feet wide. One of them. And then he's, he's popping off. When you represent somebody or represented somebody, you don't do this. 
Former Trump White House lawyer Ty Cobb calls him deeply wounded narcissist who acted in a criminal way to overturn the Biden win. This was a Trump lawyer. In a new interview, Cobb said Trump acted in a criminal manner when he sought to have the vice president, Mike Pence, block Congress from certifying Joe Biden's 2020 election win. Cobb also said Trump's conduct on January 6th, while a mob of his supporters attacked the Capitol, could lead to him being barred from seeking the presidency. God, I'd never hire this guy. He sounds like an idiot. He's talking about the 14th Amendment. No way. Former Trump White House lawyer Ty Cobb called ex-president Trump a deeply wounded narcissist who acted in a criminal manner. In a new interview, Cobb said Trump's conduct on January 6th, okay, he said there's, simple, there's a simple way to disqualify Trump. He told NBC News chief Washington correspondent Major Garrett. Major Garrett, how come you never had me on? This guy used to be at the Washington Times. He used to be at Fox. Doesn't mean he's a conservative, but I think he's more of a straight shooter. Is it going to talk about the 14th Amendment? No, it wouldn't work. And I can explain why, because Ty Cobb can't. Ty Cobb is no Babe Ruth. That clearly gave aid and comfort to the insurrectionists, said Cobb, who added that a joint declaration by both chambers of Congress could on those grounds block Trump from being able to regain the White House. All right, this guy's way, way out of his league. Should be back in the farm team, the minor leagues. And I could go on, but why waste my time with somebody you never heard of before? I don't mean the baseball player. Ty Cobb was a tremendous baseball player, if not one of the greatest of all time. Ty Cobb, the lawyer, I wouldn't hire him for a parking ticket. I'm just saying that's me. And anybody who hires him has to know that after the fact, this guy's quite capable of smearing you. Of smearing you. And yet that's what he does. The Trump team filed a, a fantastic uh, response to the Department of Justice's appeal. Uh, they described the Justice Department's investigation into the president unlawfully, about unlawfully kept classified documents as a document storage dispute that has spiraled out of control. Trump's legal team was responding to the DOJ request that a Florida federal judge stay her September 5 order calling for a neutral third party. I think they're covering up, that's why. In a 20-page filing, Trump attorney Christopher Keis called the probe unprecedented and misguided, said the government wrongfully seeks to criminalize the possession by the 45th president of his own presidential and personal records. Kaysen argued that a delay in the investigation to allow the special master's review would harm national security, as the prosecutors claim. No, their leaks harm national security, that is, of the prosecution. Government's claims of irreparable harm to the government and the public appear exaggerated, Christ wrote. This convenient and belated claim by the government relative to enjoining the criminal team's access to these documents only arises because the FBI concedes the intelligence community review is actually just another facet of its criminal investigation. Kais also insists that there is no indication of any purported classified records were disclosed to anyone. These are points I made in my own opening statement last night, didn't I, Mr. Producer? 
Indeed, it appears such so-called classified records, along with the other seized materials, were principally located in storage boxes in a locked room in Mar-a-Lago, a secure, controlled access compound utilized regularly to conduct the official business of the United States during the Trump presidency, which to this day is monitored by the United States Secret Service. The Keist filing stopped short of echoing Trump's repeated claim that he had classified the documents declassified that he took from Mar-a-Lago, but it's an important point. You really have to wonder. And when Chris Christie says he agrees with the government, you really need to take a second look. You really do, because that guy, he's a blatherer, he pontificates, he speaks, but he's an idiot. In the end, I'm sorry, Krispy Kreme, Cape May Orca, is an idiot. He just is. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. It's a tough race in Arizona, and we need to win it against uh, a candidate who is just awful, absolutely awful, this guy, Kelly. And so for the first time, we have Blake Masters on the program. Mr. Masters, how are you, sir? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Mark. Appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Look, we need to win this seat. And Mark Kelly is basically a, uh, a lapdog for Schumer and the left. He's done nothing serious or effective to lead any kind of charge against what's going on on the border in Arizona and all the illegal immigration that's taking place. He has voted for massive spending and the massive debt and inflation that we have. He's voted to kill uh, our energy system in this country. But they're spending a fortune to defeat you, aren't they? They are. You know, I'm up against the whole national Democrat money machine. And so far, they've spent about $60 million, uh, both propping Mark Kelly up, or trying to anyway, and also attacking me, but they still can't get him above 50% in a poll. You know, he's 48, 49% at most. He's hit his ceiling, all that money. It's either not enough or it's just not effective because the more they spend, the more the race gets closer and closer. Now I'm just two or three points behind. So we're going to catch him, pass him, and beat him. I have very little doubt. Well, I want to endorse you right now. I want to endorse you because we need to win this seat, and I have no doubt that you're a thousand times more conservative than he is. And I want to ask you this. Are you able to get your message out when a guy spends $60 million to run against somebody he's not actually running against? In other words, they're painting you as something, they're character assassinating you, and then they say, vote for me over that. Right. Well, you know, that's the challenge, but um, I'm raising money. We're working hard every day. I promise we're outworking him, and I'm doing more grassroots events, more media interviews. You know, Mark Kelly, he's got all that money, but he uses it to do the Joe Biden 2020 hide in the basement strategy. You know, Mark Kelly never says anything at all. He just gets on TV and he lies. He lies about me and he lies about his record. And so, yeah, it's a challenge we have to overcome, but it's also an advantage. He's got to lie with all of his money. All we have to do is is raise enough to tell the truth. And the truth is, like you said, Mark Kelly lied to the American people. He lied to the people of Arizona. He promised to be independent. And then in D.C., he's just 
a rubber stamp for Chuck Schumer, for Joe Biden's open borders, pro-inflation, anti-American agenda. So the truth is on our side. We're the underdog, absolutely. But every day I'm talking to Republicans, independents, even some Democrats in Arizona. Eighty percent of people know that we're heading in the wrong direction. I'm spreading the word. Mark Kelly's done more than anyone to help Joe Biden drag us further in the wrong direction. Uh, Arizonans are going to want to make a change in November. Does anybody even know what his voice sounds like? I mean, God's honest truth. I don't know, even know what this guy sounds like. Seen the witness Occasionally they let him program? surface and he'll, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll memorize the consultant provided talking points. And he just speaks in cliches and banalities. He's, he, he's, he's a robot. And that's not what Arizona wants. Arizona, you know, it's the state of Barry Goldwater. It's a state that elected Kirsten Cinema. Arizona likes individuals who think for themselves. Arizona likes independence. They don't like people who promise to be one thing and then do another. Did he vote for that bill that would uh, bring 87,000 new IRS agents uh, all over the country, including in Arizona? He did, and it was so much worse than that, because in the Voterama amendment uh, process before, Mark Kelly specifically rejected hiring 20,000 new Border Patrol agents who we badly need. He rejected 20,000 new Border Patrol agents, and he said, no, what we need instead is 87,000 new IRS agents, some of them armed. That just shows perfectly what his priorities are. It shows perfectly what the Democrats' priorities are. It's America last, but they want to raise taxes and sick the IRS on you. So you're a little behind or you're close, or what do you see there? Uh, Trafalgar had it at 3.3 points, and then uh, Emerson poll just came out uh, the other day that had it at two points. So regardless, I think I'm just right on his heels. You know, we're within the margin of error. And, you know, Mark, I still think we're going to have a red wave. I think the media, they've been trying to suppress this. They've been trying to say, oh, Republicans have lost momentum. It's not what I'm seeing on the ground. I think a lot of people lie to pollsters. You know, you got the president of the United States saying you're fascist, you're an extremist if, if you're an America first patriot. And so a lot of people are being quiet. But they're not going to be quiet in November. They're not going to be quiet when they go to vote. I think we're going to see a red wave both in Arizona and nationwide. Do you have a good ground game? Because in the end, that's what it takes. That's right. We're knocking doors. We're knocking doors. You know, we've got the NRA. We've got Susan B. Anthony list knocking doors here in Arizona. The Arizona Republican Party is a grassroots party. You know, my ticket mates are fantastic. Carrie Lake uh, is, a, is a rock star gubernatorial candidate. We're out there knocking doors. And again, we're, we're shoring up the grassroots, absolutely, but we're, we're knocking on independent stores. And these independents in Arizona, everybody thinks they're moderate. No, they actually lean right. And I'll tell you what, by a factor of two to one, two-thirds of these people, they hate Joe Biden. They think Joe Biden's running this country in the wrong direction. And when they know about Mark Kelly's voting record, when we show them what he's voted for, they come over to our side. So those independents, they're going to break right in November. Mm-hmm. One foreign policy question, Iran, it looks like Biden's going to arm up Iran with nuclear weapons. How do you view this? Oh, it's just crazy. It's criminal. It's criminal. Biden's trying to get us back into this brain-dead Iran deal on even worse terms than Obama did. Right? Mm -hmm. These guys are just America last. I mean, I think President Trump was a fantastic foreign policy president. He knew Mm -hmm. way better than to negotiate with terrorists. And that's what Biden is doing. Just negotiate with terrorists. bad for Israel. bad for the United States. Uh, you can just look to Biden and basically do the opposite, and that's your good, that's your good policy. So I pray it doesn't go through. 
And Mr. Producer, let's put this on all of our uh, social platforms. What if people want to help you? Where do they go, Blake? Well, thank you so much. Uh, and it's very simple. Just go to blakemasters.com, sign up, get involved. If you've got some spare dollars, five or ten bucks, I know it's a lot to ask in the Joe Biden economy, but please send it my way. We will win this seat. We will take back the United States Senate. Now, in Arizona, a lot of people around the country may not be aware of this. Maricopa is it's the big uh, it's the it's the 800 pound gorilla in the room. How do you feel you're doing there? Pretty well. You know, I think we're going to win Maricopa County. That's our plan. Um, It's still got more registered Republicans than Democrats. You know, Mark Kelly's he's blasting me on the airwaves. But again, I think people are sick and tired of these negative attack ads. And I'm raising money. We're getting our own message out. Uh, Maricopa County doesn't like Mark Kelly. That's why as an incumbent with 100 million bucks, he cannot crack 50 percent in a poll. Uh, Maricopa County, like the rest of Arizona, I'm just convinced they want to break right. Uh, And that's what's going to happen. We're going to see that more and more clearly here as September and October unfold. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to ask you a few other questions about Mark Kelly. Is there any major issue in which he has disagreed with Joe Biden in terms of voting? No, literally no. Sometimes he'll make some noises about, oh, we need to hold Biden accountable. No, he's voted in lockstep with Joe Biden's agenda. He's down for the open borders. He's voted for all of Biden's trillions in spending. He doesn't even criticize the president. Not even, you know, he, he pretended not to watch Biden's crazy speech. Some journalist asked him, what do you think about that speech? Biden's calling half the country fascist. And Mark Kelly pretended not to even know what the reporter was talking about. I mean, he's just a liar. You've got to give him credit. He's just like, you know, running the Democrat playbook. He just never says anything at all. But no, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't have any independence of mind. He's just a robot for Chuck Schumer. This seems to be going on all over the country. 50, 60 million, mostly in dark money, pouring into these candidates. Also money pouring in to attack the Republican. Uh, kind of rope-a-dope on the part of the Democrat candidate. They know they have a friendly media and all that free press coming in there. You're finding the media to be taking sides in uh, Arizona as well? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. They just have their complete thumb on the scale. They want Mark Kelly to win. But you know what? Carrie Lake is doing a great job handling the media. I'm doing a good job here handling the media. Yeah, they'll, they'll be biased. But we know that. And I think Americans have woken up to this fact that the mainstream media, yeah, I guess they're powerful. They still exist. But, man, they're more delegitimated than ever. And more and more people are thinking from themselves and consulting different sources of information. And people are just tired. People are tired of being called a racist if you merely want uh, a secure border. People are tired of being called a bigot if you call for universal voter ID. This stuff isn't racist. It's not bigoted. Obviously, it's just common sense. Well, you sound very, very good to me, Blake Masters. I hope the people in Arizona will vote for you. I hope the people in Arizona around the country will support you. If I can, I'd like to hold you over the break. I have a few more questions. Is that all right? Absolutely. Thank you. That's BlakeMasters.com. BlakeMasters.com, America. He needs help. I'll be right back. 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. We need warriors for liberty and the Constitution elected, ladies and gentlemen, in every state where they're up, every single one. And I'm strongly supporting Blake Masters now in Arizona. We need him. We need him in the Senate. We need a fighter. BlakeMasters.com. That's where you can help. Every one of these races affects the whole country. I don't care if you live in Maine or California, Texas or New York, Illinois, Florida. It doesn't matter. Blake Masters, uh, the border is becoming a hellhole. The people living there are, are furious with what's taking place in their communities, including many, many Latinos. Uh, the fentanyl, the crime, the rape, the uh, child molestation, the the criminals, and on and on and on and on, and your guy just sits there with a thumb up his nose. Give us your final view on this before I have to go. Well, I just remind people every day that this border crisis, it was intentional. It was a choice. Joe Biden did this. Mark Kelly did this. This isn't like a hurricane. This isn't an act of God. It's not something that just happened. Biden gets in office. He cancels the border wall. He reversed Trump's successful policies, right, like remain in Mexico. Uh, and then they invited people to come here. And Mark Kelly, he had all these opportunities to vote for border security, and he always voted against it. And as a result, you have 5 million illegal aliens who have come here in the last 18 months. 5 Shocking. million, right? Shocking. And, and women and children, they're abused. They're sold into sexual slavery. The fentanyl that's coming through is killing teenagers, not just in Arizona, but nationwide. And I've said, Mark, I think that Mark Kelly should have to attend the funerals of these of these teenagers, because then maybe he would get a better understanding of the consequences of his support for Joe Biden's open borders policies. It really Mm -hmm. is just unforgivable what they've done to our southern border. Well, we wish you all the best. When does early voting start there? I don't even know. Early voting starts uh, early October, October 12th, I believe, ballots drop. So it's a full full sprint. But this race, I think it's going to come down and determine the future of the whole country. It's going to determine whether we take back the U.S. Senate. All right, Blake Masters, we wish you all the best, my friend. Go for it. Will do. Thank you so much, Mark. All right, take care of yourself. Mark, you used to, I don't care. 
I've thought about this. These people need to win. Conservatives, Republicans, MAGA must all come together if we're going to lose our country. It's that simple. We may lose it anyway. Let me read something to you that just came out while I was on the air. You ready, America? And, of course, Maggie Haberman's involved in it, too. New York Times, Justice Department issues 40 subpoenas in a week, expanding its January 6th inquiry. Now, these are 40 subpoenas, ladies and gentlemen, against Republicans. There is a war on the Republican Party right before the midterm elections. They've unleashed their criminal prosecutors, this guy Graves, Matthew Graves, U.S. Attorney in Washington, D.C., the Attorney General, the Deputy Attorney General, the Assistant Attorney General, Head of the Criminal Division, they're all involved. This this Politburo of leftists, and I'll be honest with you, all of these people should get together, all of them. Stand strong like a class action and say no. No, you're going to have to arrest all of us. That's my opinion. Here you go. Justice Department officials have seized the phones of two top advisors to former President Donald Trump and blanketed his aides with about 40 subpoenas in a substantial escalation of the investigation into his efforts, this is the New York Times, to subvert the 2020 election, people familiar with the inquiry said on Monday. Subvert, in other words, constitutionally challenge it, is now subverting. The seizure of the phones, coupled with a widening effort to obtain information from those around Mr. Trump after the 2020 election, represents some of the most aggressive steps the department has taken thus far in its criminal investigation into the actions that led to January 6th assault on the Capitol by a pro-Trump mob. Can't you a-holes at the New York Times write a straight story ever? Glenn Thrush, head full of mush, Maggot Haberman, Adam Goldman, Alan Fiala, Fiala! The extent of the investigation has come into focus in recent days, even though it has often been overshadowed by the government's legal clash with Mr. Trump and his lawyers over a separate inquiry into the handling of presidential records, including highly classified materials. But the U.S. attorney is handling both, the one in Washington, D.C., both grand juries. Federal agents with court-authorized search warrants took phones last week from at least two people, Boris Epstein, an in-house counsel who helps coordinate Mr. Trump's legal efforts. Let me get this straight. The government took the phone of an in-house counsel who coordinates Trump's legal efforts. Have you ever heard of anything like this, Rich? Ladies and gentlemen, do you believe this? What kind of government is this? And Mike Roman a campaign strategist who was the director of Election Day operations for the Trump campaign in 2020. People familiar with the investigation said. So here we have the government, maybe the U.S. Attorney's Office, leaking again. Mr. Epstein and Mr. Roman have been linked to a critical element of Mr. Trump's bid to hold on to power. 
The effort to name slates of electors pledged to Mr. Trump from swing states won by Joseph R. Biden Jr. in 2020 as part of a plan to block or delay congressional certification of Mr. Biden's Electoral College victory. Uh, Hello. Hello. There was no victory until Congress counts. Mr. Epstein and Mr. Roman did not respond to requests for comment. Of course not, you a-holes. The names of those receiving the latest round of subpoenas in the investigation related to January 6th have dribbled out gradually, with investigators casting a wide net on a range of issues, including Mr. Trump's post-election fundraising and the so-called fake elector scheme. So now they're investigating January 6th, the constitutional efforts to fight, The election, fundraising efforts, President Trump, after he was president, the documents, and they've subpoenaed around 40 people. I'll bet they've subpoenaed 100 now. One of the recipients, people familiar with the case, said Dan Scavino, Mr. Trump's social media director, who rose from working at a, look how they put him down, at a Trump golf course. To become one of the most loyal West Wing aides. And Maggie, how did you start out? What did you start out? Where were you writing? Obituaries? For your weekly newspaper? And has remained an advisor since Mr. Trump left office. Stanley Woodward, one of Mr. Schiavo's lawyers, declined to comment. This is the game they play. See, we got both sides. Another was Bernie Couric. Former New York City Police Commissioner Mr. Carrick, who promoted claims of voter fraud alongside his friend Rudy Giuliani. So what? Was issued a subpoena by prosecutors with the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington. His lawyer, Timothy Parlator, said on Monday, Mr. Parlator said his client had initially offered to grant an interview voluntarily. No, 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 no. They don't want anything voluntarily. The subpoenas seek information in connection with the fake electors plan. For months, associates of Mr. Trump have received subpoenas related to other aspects of the investigations into his efforts to cling to power. But in a new line of inquiry, some of the latest subpoenas focus on the activities of the Save America Political Action Committee, the main political fundraising conduit for Mr. Trump since he left off. Here's what's going on. These career bureaucrats are sitting around... They hate Trump's guts. Headed by a guy who was an Obama guy, appointed by Biden to run the U.S. Attorney's Office. He's a radical leftist. His wife is a radical leftist. They're in D.C. That's the U.S. Attorney, this guy Graves. Matt Graves, I think his name is. And they're sitting around a table. What else can we do? What did we find? We got this call. Let's go after the lawyers. Can you imagine having access to a lawyer's Cell phone records? Can you imagine? And they're, I'm sure they're using the crime fraud exception under the, under the various codes of conduct in the various states. But so what? This is a, a, a massive effort to threaten the Republican Party, to threaten the Trump campaign, to threaten Trump supporters, and to ensure that in the future, nobody dares to challenge the Electoral College. But that's not the purpose of the Electoral College. This country 
We're not losing it. In many ways, we've already lost it. Justice Department has spent more than a year focused on investigating hundreds of rioters who were on ground at the Capitol. But this spring, it started issuing grand jury subpoenas to people like Ali Alexander, a prominent organizer with a pro-Trump Stop the Steal group, who helped plan the march to the Capitol after Mr. Trump gave a speech that day at the Ellipse near the White House. Look at this. Freedom of association. Freedom of speech. Political campaigns. The FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, and the Attorney General of the United States are up to their eyeballs in politics now. Up to their eyeballs in politics. And two months before the midterm election. America, you better wake up and you better wake up fast. While it remains unclear how many subpoenas have been issued in that early round, the information they sought was broad. Oh, yeah, broad. Can you imagine? According to one subpoena obtained by the New York Times, they asked for any records or communications from people who organized, spoke at, or provided security for Mr. Trump's rally at the Ellipse. You believe that? They also requested information about any members of the executive and legislative branches who may have taken part in planning or executing the rally. The rally? If this is not a violation of the First Amendment, our framers are rolling in their graves right now. Or tried to obstruct influence on Peter DeLay, the certification of the presidential election. Oh, I've got some for you. Maxine Waters, Jamie Raskin, Barbara Boxer. At least 20 of the subpoenas were sent out and sought information about and communications with several lawyers, including Giuliani and Eastman, took part in the elector scheme. And then I have here, one more second, Mr. Producer, I know I'm way over here. At the same time, and it's not an accident, this from the Business Insider. With more than 40 Trump lawyers singled out for ethics complaints and even more facing charges, legal experts joke MAGA now stands for making attorneys get attorneys. It's called the 65 Project. So the 65 Project is made up of all these activist leftist lawyers, among others, and they're filing ethics complaints in these various states against these various lawyers to take away their law licenses, their living, their career, Again, to set a message. So who the hell do you hire as a lawyer now if you're in Trump world? And how the hell did we get to a point where a federal prosecutor and an attorney general can gain access to every piece of information, whether it's Mara Largo, whether it's the cell phones of a lawyer who represented somebody? Ladies and gentlemen, it's here. Not in the future. It's here. Tyranny. It's here. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The Center Square publication in the New York. The international organization responsible for creating merchant category codes for credit card purchases has given its approval to establish one for transactions made at gun stores. So they set the standards for Visa, Amex, MasterCard, and the rest. The Democrats have been lobbying this group 
pushing hard to get this done. They've agreed to do it. So now if you purchase a weapon with a credit card or ammunition with a credit card, you will be able to be checked. Because the Democrat Party is on a roll. I'm speechless. But let me tell you something. Nobody's going to ever silence me. Oh, it's crossed my mind. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I know what's taking place. I worked at Justice. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Mr. Produce, we'll move this commercial till next show, okay? I have... uh, I've seen the limits placed on power by a lawful attorney general, Attorney General Meese, who would never allow this to happen. But this is happening because Attorney General Merrick Garland, because the U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., and because of the FBI director. And they are taking down one lawyer after another. And they know that there'll be things on text messages, on uh, emails, and all the rest that were not intended for any third party. If you're a lawyer and you represent a capital case, a a, a murder, you have to expect that your communications are not going to be revealed. I don't care what kind of search the government's doing. So here you actually have prosecutors taking the phones, demanding documents, getting witnesses from people who they're going after. And it's all intended to build a huge case against Trump and his movement. And I'm sure the establishment Republicans are thrilled by it. This is why you see fat boy from New Jersey, Christie out there, that's why you see uh, Bill Barr out there and Rove and the rest of They're all thrilled with this. They're disgruntled. You don't hear a word from McConnell. Whoa. In any event, this is uh, hugely problematic. We'll discuss it further tomorrow. I ain't going anywhere. We salute armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. I have my hearing back as well as our truckers and uh, the men and women in Ukraine and uh, Taiwan, the men and women of America. You hang in there. We'll talk tomorrow. See you then.